You're listening to the Fayetteville 411 podcast produced by the City of Fayetteville, where you'll get information about city government and the programs and services we provide. You'll get topics of interest and an inside look into the various departments that help keep our city moving. I'm Sherry Kropp. And I'm Gab Mac Roberts, and thank you for joining us for this Fable 411. Today, we invited the Office of Internal Audit to come and talk a little bit about what their office does and some of what things and how they protect uh, citizens' investment in their community. So today, we're joined by Rose Rasmussen. She's one of our, what's your official title? Senior Internal Auditor? Correct. And also, Amanda Rich, and you, you recently joined the city a couple years ago. And what's your official title, Amanda? Internal Auditor. Excellent. So let's start with... Tell me a little bit about the Office of Internal Audit's role within the city. So as internal auditors, we have um, unique organization-wide perspective on the city services and goods and the processes. And with our unique perspective, we assist the city council in providing um, oversight of the city services and goods. And I, I know you guys work really closely with the committee, the audit committee. Um, tell me a little bit about the, uh, the committee, uh, their relationship with you guys, and how that really helps out. So internal audit, the Office of Internal Audit, we have a dual reporting structure. So um, for you, you probably depart, report to your department director. Um, for internal audit, we report administratively to the city manager's office. So administratively, that's things like, um, you know, our time off gets requested through them. Um, You know, our budget gets approved through them, things like that. But we report functionally to the audit committee. So what that means is, you know, um, when it comes to our audit reports or our audit plan, that all goes through our audit committee and has to be approved through them. And um, our audit committee is extremely important because um, with our dual reporting functionality, it helps us maintain our independence. And one interesting thing about our audit committee is that we also have two citizens. Uh, So we get the perspective of two of our City of Fayetteville citizens. And um, what, what power does the audit committee have over you i mean what what is it that um that they do that you can't do or is it that that they just monitor all of your actions they're they're basically additional oversight responsibility um oversight uh for the city council so they can actually tell us um, they approve our audit plan they approve our audit reports um, to become final you know all our audit reports go to them in draft form and they actually have to approve them to be finalized Um, they can request that we audit or review a a specific area Um, they can bring up concerns um, that they've heard based on our audit reports and request that we do audits based on that Okay. And uh, for our listening audience, just explain exactly what it is that an auditor does and and what you don't do. Okay. So um, most of what we do um, with our audits is we look at processes 
and make sure that those processes are in compliance with, you know, federal, state, and local laws and guidelines. Um, another big thing that we do as internal auditors is we also um, look at internal controls. So we look at processes to make sure there are good controls in place to ensure that people, that to guide people to do the right thing. We can also work in a consulting role. So if a department has a policy uh, that they want reviewed, uh, we can read that and uh, provide our feedback. We never make actual management decisions. We leave that to the department, um, but we do have the opportunity to help them whenever they reach out and need some assistance. So you can actually, um, I guess, give advice as to how they might streamline a process to make it more efficient? Correct. Right? Correct. And so, you know, going back to your question about what what internal auditors do not do, um, like um, Amanda said, we don't make management decisions. Um, we provide guidance. But um, we are also not mistake finders. We're not finger pointers. Um, we're not in there to find your mistakes. I don't care about your mistakes. Um, it's about the overall improvement of the processes and city services and the stewardship of city finances. So, so if I were to be audited, what would I expect as an employee? What, what, what would you do when you come in and perform that audit? So when we, um, so we, we have phases of our audit and our first phase is planning. And when we plan an audit, um, that's a lot of work on our end because we're not the subject matter experts in the fields that we're going to audit. So we have to learn as much as we possibly can before we come out to the audit so that we know what we're gonna ask you about, what we're gonna be looking for. So our planning phase is a lot of research, policies, procedures, laws, regulations, um, peer cities. We do a lot of work on the front end. And then during field work, that's where we actually get to go out into the departments and we actually get to talk to the employees with the within the departments, the subject matter experts, and ask them how they do whatever process that we're looking at. Um, what what regulations do you look to to comply with? Um, how do you go about your daily work? And then um, after we're finished asking all of our questions and trying to determine if there are good controls in place and if they're in compliance with what they need to be in compliance with, then we go back to our office and we write a report that you can actually find on our website. And once you're finished with an audit, I, I understand that there's there's kind of that feedback that's given to not only employees but the departments to help uh, address any issues that you might find during the audit process. And, and I, I guess I can see that as being as much about preventing fraud, waste, and abuse as it is catching it in the act. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so we communicate with the departments frequently throughout the audit process. Uh, they know exactly what we're looking at and what we're doing because we ask a lot of questions to the department. Um, so they do get a lot of feedback throughout the process. And then at the end, we always meet with the department and we go over our entire audit with them. So they will know exactly what we saw. Um, if there were any concerns that we saw, we review those with the department. Um, and with all of our audits, we're we also look for fraud, waste, and abuse. Uh, but with the reviews and the conversations that we have with the department, that 
that gives them a good opportunity to um, really be educated on what potentially could be fraud, waste, and abuse if they don't take action. And, and I guess that kind of leads me up to the next bit uh, where we're talking about fraud, waste, and abuse. I know that uh, the Office of Internal Audit deals a lot. They have a hotline that works on that. But can you help me explain real quick for the listener out there who might uh, might want to know more about the differences between fraud, fraud waste, and, and abuse? Can you define that for me in layman's terms? Sure. Let me try. Um, so fraud... That's intentional deception for personal gain. So when I think about fraud, um, it's things like requesting reimbursement for goods that weren't purchased or maybe claiming hours, more hours on your time card than you actually worked. Um, When I think about waste, um, expending something carelessly or extravagantly or to no purpose. So... um, an example of that would be uh, City Hall, um, leaving all the lights on in the building over the weekend when nobody's in the building. That is waste. And abuse is using city assets for personal use or using uh, a city employee using their position for personal gain. And an example of that would be um, using city equipment for personal use, maybe uh, using a city vehicle to um, run errands, run personal errands, or using a lawnmower to cut your grass at home. Gotcha. And now, if let's say if uh, I were a citizen, I saw something um, that was city-related, uh, and I wanted to report that fraud, waste, or abuse, what are my options available? And I just want to reinforce... This is for city-related. Um, if you see something that's not city-related, you would, uh, I guess you, you would call somebody else. But let's talk about what we do first for city-related fraud, waste, and abuse. Yeah, it would be, you know, if you see fraud, waste, and abuse committed by a city employee or um, in regards to city services, then um, we have a toll-free number at one 339 4715 or um, we have an online link that can be found on the City of Fayetteville Office of Internal Audit's website at fayetteville.gov slash doing what's right. And this, um, this hotline, it's actually managed by a third party. So um, when you report your incidents of fraud, waste, and abuse, it's completely anonymous. And, and just real quick, just to reinforce that website, it's favelnc.gov slash doing what's right. And I understand you can also go to direct link if you didn't want to go to the city's website, because like you said earlier, this is run by a uh, separate entity from the city, and that helps with the, the anonymity, I would understand. Um, and that web address is reportlineweb.com slash favelnc. So you have a couple different options, whether we're talking about calling in on your phone, going to the city's website, or going direct to the vendor's website to to make that report. Um, tell me a little bit about the, the importance of having that um, capability of, of anonymity. Uh, somebody can uh, report something without letting people know who they are. Right. A lot of people feel that they'll be retaliated against um, if they report uh, instances of fraud, waste, and abuse, although the city of Fayetteville does have a retaliation policy, so it is it is against policy for them to um, retaliate against 
citizens or employees or anyone who reports an incident on our fraud, waste, and abuse hotline. But it makes people feel more comfortable knowing that it is a third party and knowing that they can report anonymously. And then they're more likely to actually come forward and report it. What are some examples of what um, citizens might report um, as far as fraud, waste, and abuse? So citizens, uh, there's actually a lot of resources on the website, and there's examples of what could be fraud, waste, or abuse. So citizens can actually see that right on the site. Um, But it could be something like a conflict of interest or um, they saw city property being used for someone's personal gain. Um, It could be that could be something as simple as they were driving down the road and every sprinkler was watering the street instead of the grass. And I know that receiving um, tips or information from citizens um, is very helpful to try to prevent the fraud, waste, and abuse. What can you tell us about that? Correct. You know, um, approximately 40% of all fraud, waste, and abuse is actually caught due to a report by a tips from the Um, from a tipster on a fraud hotline or um, over the phone. So it's really important that if somebody sees something, they actually do use the fraud hotline tools that we have available. And what is that number again if they... uh... It's 1-877-339-4715. And I I think that's why it's so important to have citizen engagement um, partners with... uh, the office and uh, helping address fraud, waste, and abuse. Because at the end of the day, we want to be good stewards of taxpayer money. Uh, they, w- we provide the services and we want to make sure they get the services that they pay for. And I think that's where your role um, with the office is, is so vital and important. You play a big part of what we do for the city and protecting the citizens' interests. Well, I think I'm just going to wrap up this episode of the Fable 411. Amanda and Rose, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing all that great information about the Office of Internal Audit and the Fraud, Waste, and Abuse Hotline. I think that's uh, a, a lot of important information citizens wanted to learn about. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Now, Fable 411 is one of several podcasts that the city produces for our podcast channel, Radio Fable, as we provide timely and informative updates every week on a variety of topics related to the city of Fable. Be sure to subscribe to Radio Fable on Apple iTunes, the iTunes podcast app, as well as the Google Play Music Podcast portal. You can also listen to every podcast that Radio Fable has to offer by downloading the Fay TV streaming app available now on Roku, Apple TV, Android TV, and Amazon Fire TV. You can view all of our video content by visiting FayTV.net. To get information about city services, go to our webpage at FayettevilleNC.gov. Thanks for joining us.